and welcome back to Success Quest. Become your best self and join the revolution to success. For those of you that are new to this show, on Success Quest, we like to talk about all of the different areas of success. We believe that success is not only about becoming rich and being financially successful, but it's also about being successful in other areas of life. It's important to be well-rounded and balanced. We believe that success comes in many forms. For example, there's emotional success, physical success, social success, spiritual success even. So that's what we talk about on this show, and we do so by talking to people that are experts in different fields. Today, we have an incredible interview that Caleb was able to do with Adrienne Rivera. She was able to talk about being healthy and the importance of being healthy. It's a great interview, so we'll just jump right into it. All right, Questers, welcome back to another episode of Success Quest. Today, we have a special guest. Her name is Adrienne Rivera. And uh, we are super excited to have her on because she has an expertise and something we've been looking for for a while. And so uh, I will just let her go ahead and introduce herself a little bit. Adrienne. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm Adrienne Rivera, and I am a fitness and mindset coach. And I specialize in working with entrepreneurs so that they can have a healthy relationship with food, increase their love in their life, and increase their money that they're making in their business so that they can have an impact that is global, but it really starts from within. It really starts from your health and you showing up for yourself so that you can really make that bigger difference in every other relationship that you have in your life. Wow. I love it. So where are you from? How old are you? What's your profession? How long have you been doing it for? Yes. So I am 25 years old. I've been doing my own like coaching business for the last two years. Started out as a personal trainer. Um, I grew up in Leesburg, Virginia. So a little tiny town outside of Washington, D.C. Went to Virginia Tech. Fell in love with spin class. Fell in love with fitness. Oh, and random. started, yeah. Started, <laughs> well, that's how I started my like personal training career. Is just like starting out teaching group fitness classes. And oh, cool. I found that you know, so many people were not getting the results that they were deserving of because they were just focusing on one area, just the fitness. And not only is nutrition lacking, but their mindset was not shifting. So they'd still show up to the class like, oh, you better make this go by quick. And, you know, they they didn't have that mindset to really get the benefits and the endorphins and show up and want to show up for themselves. So After I graduated from Virginia Tech, I moved to Steamboat Springs, Colorado, where I spent three years um, of my life growing my business and just growing everything that I do as well as my relationship. And then um, my boyfriend and I, who we've been together for five years, we just moved out to Adidas. I know, five years. It's a long time. (laughs) It feels long in a good way. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yes. And so we just moved to Encinitas, which is a tiny town north of San Diego, where we've been for the last two and a half months. And things are shifting a lot here as well. It's been a journey out more west and then more west again. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You've only been there for two and a half months. That's awesome. New Uh ventures. New adventures. Totally. Well, cool. So you've been doing fitness for a long time then. You've kind of always Mm -hmm. been into that. Why, Why do you care? you know, about other people's fitness? Because you don't just become a fitness coach just to make the money, right? You kind of sort of care about your patients mm-hmm. and your clients, I guess. Why, why do you care? Yeah, totally. I feel like 
the biggest thing is when someone isn't taking care of themselves, when someone doesn't have those tools, doesn't feel like they have someone in their life that really can relate to them and really understand them, that they're lacking love and they're lacking feeling supported in the world. And I know that when I was younger, I grew up as a swimmer and I swam, you know, 4 a.m., woke up at 4 a.m. and swam for like two to three hours a day. Wow. And I know it was a lot, but at this time, you know, I had always had a swim coach. So I'd always had a coach or a mentor in my life. And I know the value and having the guidance of having someone to show up for. And so that's a tool that I use with my clients, you know, showing up for a coach, showing up to be held accountable. But then I also shift it into let's balance this out with intrinsic motivation, where you're also making sure you show up for yourself. Because over the long run, what happens with a lot of athletes is that if they are showing up for a coach, and then let's say they don't swim in college or beyond that, then they have no motivation from within. So it's like strengthening that muscle inside to show up for yourself. And ultimately, I just know the benefits of what showing up for yourself can do both for you when you have more energy to give out outwards, but then also to be an inspiration for others. For example, my mom was always my biggest inspiration for fitness. She used to run. (laughs) I know. She would like time out her run so that she would be uh, right when the bus was pulling off. And she just showed me that it was possible. And in a way, now this this goes even deeper, is like when you show up your, with, for yourself for fitness, you are showing the people in your life that you love them enough to live a long life. It's like, that's the biggest thing, right? Like, so I, this past summer, I led a couples coaching backpacking retreat that blended um, fitness and love. And my whole brand is like fit through love. That's my book. That's my podcast, The Fit Through Love Show. And my vision is for people to be so in love that they are like, I am so in love that I deserve to show up for my family, for my husband, for myself, for the greater picture, for my clients, and to make it more than just about them. When you start to really shift their mindset into like, they are doing a disservice to their family by not showing up to the gym. Then they're like, oh, wow, I thought I was just supposed to make money today. I thought I was supposed to just work rather than making the time for fitness because that's another thing. Most of my clients are like, I just don't have time to work out. But you do have time. You just haven't been prioritizing it. Exactly. Because it's not like something to them that's really important. You know, they're not holding it in high esteem in their life. Exactly. Um, but I like that because I've, I've always struggled with making fitness a priority in my life because I'm just thinking, you know, I actually have a lot of other things that mm-hmm. take precedence in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, fitness is incredibly important, right? Because if you think about it like that, I've been doing this for the longevity, right? Because I want to be there for my wife and my kids. And if I'm not fit, if I'm not keeping myself healthy, not thinking about myself too, I'm not going to. I have the potential to not be there for those moments, to be there for that future. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I like I like that you your brand is fit through love. And um give me give me some more examples of that type of love because it's not necessarily just I guess it is I, like loving the exercise, but it's also about kind of like loving yourself and mm-hmm. loving those around you. Can you explain elaborate more on that? Totally. Yes. Love and all different types and flavors. In my book, there's a chapter on relationships and how to use fitness 
as a tool to enhance your relationship, as well as another chapter on self-love and how you first have to find self-love. And it really goes into three steps that I like to teach. Um, and this is part of the steps that I just um, launched in my course, uh, Health Through Wealth. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. It's designed for entrepreneurs to really increase their love and fitness and health so that they can create more abundance. And so those three steps are first, defining your self-worth. And that means like, am I even worthy of showing up for myself? Or is my business more important than me? Right? Because in a way, if you're saying like my business, I just got you know everything in my business all day and you're not saying no, opportunity so you can say yes to yourself essentially you're saying i'm not worthy of myself i'm not worthy of my own time no i'm just going to give away my time i'm leaking my time away here come take my time i'm not important oh you want to schedule a call that's fine i wasn't going to go to the gym anyways like what does that say to yourself subconsciously right you're not showing up for yourself so then once you've established self-worth you go into self-trust can you actually trust yourself to show up and be true to your word when you said you were going to go to the gym or are you snoozing and are you not actually reliable? Because that creates a system inside of you of like, Oh, well I snoozed yesterday. I snoozed the day before. doesn't really matter. I got away with it then. What's the difference now? Right. I love that. In a way it's like a relationship. You're not going to just like flirt with other people. If you're in a relationship and be like, Oh, well it's fine. It's chill. Oh, it's just, yeah. It's like that integrity And how you show up for yourself is how you show up for others. And it's like a muscle. Some days you don't feel like waking up and you'd rather snooze. But because you built that trust, it's no longer an option. So then you get to self-love. And self-love is this place where you show up for yourself, you know you're worthy of it, and you put yourself first. So you're putting yourself first with the positive selfishness that doing so will then <laughs> positive <laughs> selfishness very nice i like Just that point that that phrase yeah. right there yeah <laughs> so then it's like everyone else can benefit and i'm not sure i've never dated someone who has not been into fitness but i will tell you that when my boyfriend who's a professional runner like when he doesn't run it is not as pleasant in a good way. Like, <laughs> like I support him running because it's like, yeah, you're a great person when you run. You're happy. You're right. taking care of yourself first. So then you can love me better. Like it's awesome. Right. And so that's many interesting. People, I like that. Right. Okay. And it's interesting. The reason why I thought about it is because oftentimes he'll ask me like, Oh, do you wish that I spent less time running and more time with you? It's like, no, like spend time on yourself so that the quality time that we get is like, way higher quality because you've taken care of yourself. So you're not mentally worried about, Oh, when am I going to run? Am I going to do this later? Haven't taken care of myself. And it's kind of like filtering out your mental energy when you're in conversation with someone and you haven't worked out. It's like there's stagnant energy in your brain that isn't able to move and you'll be thinking about it all throughout the day rather than I've already spent time on myself and now from this place of a full cup I can pour it out into everything every project that I do every person that I help and really show up from a place of love and it's huge when people realize how much of a motivator they are for others and that in itself becomes a huge motivator like me knowing that my clients are motivated by watching me also on my fitness journey and never ending because it's not one of those things 
where you just work out for like 12 weeks and then you're good. You know, right. you're either, if you <laughs> stop working out, you're either going to regress or plateau and slowly your muscle definition and everything you've worked for has gone away. So it has to be a lifestyle. And knowing that it's inspiring to other people is motivation for me as well. Wow, that's fantastic. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around this because it's so cool, like this, because you keep referring to like, it's a muscle, like in your body, like this whole, it's so important to love for things to become motivators, right? So Mm -hmm. in your experience, because you've been doing this for a while now, um, how does that bode well with, say, men in general? Because I, I feel like men are a little bit tougher in that aspect, like the stereotype, right? That they, they're like, oh, I can't, this is about fitness and getting biceps and stuff. And like, mm. how do you help them realize that love is the motivator for fitness? And mm. I don't know, kind of, can you, can you see what I'm going with? That's with that? interesting, maybe. And if I'm going off on a different tangent, just <laughs> Go bring ahead. me back to where you're going. <laughs> but so what I'm hearing you say is that what you found with men is that maybe their motivator is a little bit more like, rooted in ego where they want to look good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How do you switch that? How do you change mm that? Mm Hmm. So it depends on what they want to get out of it. Let's say there's a macho man in the gym and he's flexing and he just wants to get a new girl every night. Then, you know, if that's where his head's at, you know, that's what the outcome's going to be. But if he's like, I want to be a father. I want a committed long-term relationship. I want to find true love and I want to live a long life so that I can be there. I can be that father that raises my kids and that I won't die off early or young and that I get to keep up with my kids and have energy for them. Even if this man is like in his young 20s and he's not ready for kids, it's something that we should be thinking about because too often we're you know, short term thinkers of like, what do I have to do today, tomorrow, the next day? Oh, no, it's 2020. Like tomorrow, right? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, like, where did the time go? And before we know it, we will get to that point where we'll be getting older and our bodies start shifting. And we've got to do the preventative work now. And the biggest shift that I would say is that the man has to learn to love himself. And it's really like from within. It's like loving that he shows up from himself. Totally fine to be like, I love my body. I love my biceps. I love it when people come (laughs) to me and they have like physical like goals like that. They're like, I just want to love my abs. Nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of times there's like shaming done in that of like, oh, that's too egoic and you should have that goal. But like, totally fine if you want to sit down and not have your belly hang over your pants. Like I get it, right? (laughs) So there's a lot of different motivating factors. The real thing, though, is that you have to nail down the, the deeper reason why. Because yes. if you have, like for me, I have like more than 10 motivating factors or reasons why, including the more, quote, superficial goals of like just wanting to look good in a swimsuit on the beach, totally fine to have that goal. But when it comes down to like deeper reasons why, what you mainly hear for people is, I want to be able to be a fit mom. I want to be able to... Um, keep up with my children. I want to be able to feel comfortable in the bedroom. I want to feel able to have more energy. I want to be able to hike mountains and not be left behind by my family or whoever I'm hiking with and just have that fitness. For a lot of people, it's feeling better, but they really have to like go even deeper of like, why is feeling better 
important because the problem with better is that means that like you're pretty good now, but it could be better. Anything could be better. Today, exactly. Yeah. Tomorrow could be better than today. Like better is a little bit too vague. So feeling better, you have to like dig a little bit deeper and, and ask yourself, well, how am I feeling now? And what is it going to look like when I am quote feeling better and really painting that picture so that you know where you're going. Um, because that's where a lot of people don't succeed is like, Oh, I just want to feel better. And they don't actually know what the tangible results look like when it comes to feeling better. Like, is that, is that a six pack? And if it is a six pack, how is that going to make you feel better? Both like in terms of how you look at yourself, but also how you feel and really being proud of yourself for setting a goal and showing up for that goal and not quitting until you get the goal. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Wow. I think you, you hit it on the nail. Um, let's, let's kind of move to the opposite direction then women. So let's say, and maybe you can tell me more if women are actually like this as your clients, but I feel like women are amazing, right? Because they're so they're selfless in so many regards. They want to be doing, they can be doing so many things at once. Um, but because they're putting so many other things, um, like as the priority in their life, they're not really focusing mm -hmm. on themselves. A lot of people that I've talked to have had, have had run-ins, at least women, right? Have had run-ins with being able to just love themselves enough to give them that time of day to do things like this, like fitness. Mm -hmm. How do you help that type of person understand that even though like they want to be superwoman, they'd still need to make time for those little, these things, you know, like fitness and loving themselves. How do you help them yeah. change that mindset? That's huge. And I'm so glad that you asked that question because like nine out of 10 women that come to work with me have all come from that place. And it's funny, one of my clients that just signed up for my coaching last week, right before she was about to sign up, she was like, well, actually, can you help my son? Maybe he needs this more than me. I'm like, uh. you're, you're doing this again. <laughs> I'm like, you're literally like afraid to invest in yourself because you've never done it before. You've invested in your business. You've invested in your family. You'll invest in your son but you're afraid when it comes to yourself. And then you go a little bit deeper and you ask like, are you afraid because you don't think worthy of it? Are you afraid because you don't think you'll actually show up and do the work? Are you afraid because you don't think the program will work for you? You know, like there's so many different things that it could be. And when we got down to it, it was the worthiness and how scary wow. it is to show up for that's yourself crazy. and be worthy of it. So that's the biggest thing is like, find, letting women find out that they are worthy. And my mantra that I use with my clients is, you are worthy simply because you breathe. That's Ooh. huge. And this is huge for, for everyone listening who is on a quest to success because most people think, oh, success is just making more money. Success is helping more people. Success is doing things for other people. But what if we were already successful and there wasn't all that pressure and you're just worthy because you're alive and that all your accomplishments don't define you. Because I think there's a little bit of stress and resentment towards life and towards yourself when your entire life is just on getting to the next step. You do need to have those next steps, but you need to know that everything's happening in divine timing, that you're worthy of the ups and the downs, and that the universe has got your back and everything's gonna work out. And you know, no matter what you've done in the past or what you will do in the future, that doesn't change your worth. And I know a lot of people have come to me, either couples that I work with or one-on-one, -on -one, let's say they've done something in the past that they're like, I'm a horrible person. How do I, you know, leave this thought behind or stop judging myself? And it's simply by that shift of you're worthy because of who you are now, your actions do not define you.
It's crazy yeah. when you come That's to that, really cool. that whole thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Questers. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Success Quest. Real quick, I just wanted to thank the sponsor of this episode, Audible. Audible is an amazing service that allows you to listen to audiobooks. They have just about any audiobook out there and you can listen to them on your own time. Personally, I like to listen to things because I don't have a whole lot of time to sit down and read, but I do like to learn and I can learn wherever I am, whether I'm washing the dishes or driving in the car. In fact, that's why I like podcasts so much. And Audible is a great way to listen to books. To get one free audiobook and two Audible originals, go ahead and go to mysuccessquest.com slash audible to get a 30-day free trial. And thank you again to Audible for sponsoring this episode of Success Quest. And you've you've probably seen that obviously more than I have, where you, you've helped someone understand that they are worthy. You see that drastic change, right? Do they start? Do you see um, that they are more happy when they come to work out with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all my clients are one on one remote. So I've got clients in Colorado, Virginia. You oh, know, wow. everywhere, like all over the U.S., hopefully more than the U.S. next year in 2020. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. those are my goals. So I have an app that I use with my clients, which is actually really empowering for them because then they can step into the gym knowing that they brought themselves there, that they are showing up, and then they check in for me with accountability and all of that. Um, so the biggest shifts that I see are both on our mindset calls as well as um, when I'm leading them through breathwork sessions online on Zoom. And it's really cool just to hear the shift in how they're talking to themselves and that they are setting healthy boundaries in their life and in their relationships and prioritizing themselves ultimately. And another thing that just came up when you asked about like women in particular not having time. Mm-hmm. This is also a really cool thing is like expand into infinite potential of possibilities. For example, my client, Melissa, I had a call with her yesterday and she's like, I just can't seem to wake up early. I don't want to leave the house and go for a run because I don't want to leave the kids. She's got like two young kids. She doesn't want to leave the kids. Yeah, I get it. I wouldn't want to leave the kids either. So we discovered that there are circuits and things that she can do in the yard with the kids so that she's like playing with the kids, having quality time and prioritizing her workout. So most people don't think outside of the box, but it's like, okay, you've got to watch the kids. You've got to take care of yourself. Fitness is a goal of yours. How can you blend all of these and think outside the box and, you know, show up for yourself and both hold yourself accountable as well as use the tools of a coach to make sure that you're not slipping up along the way when you travel, when things get busy, when the holidays happen. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, I love that. That's a, that's a good example of just being able to think outside the box that there is a way, right? If there's a will, Mm, there's there's always a way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just about finding that will finding your, your why. And, And that is, you kind of already talked about a lot. It's just that love for yourself. And for those around you, because in mm-hmm. fitness, that's what it's really about. You know, like think about the longevity of the thing and you'll, you'll find a way to get there. You know, anyways, very cool. Mm-hmm. What, what was the app that you have? Um, what was the name? Did you already say? I can't remember. 
Um, I didn't say the name of the app. It is a, it's actually on Trainerize. I pay to have access to an app that is a platform that I then drag and drop workouts. I can oh, text cool. my clients directly through it. So it's just a platform for how I coach my clients. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Uh-huh. Well, very cool. Yeah, um, thank you. So let's, let's go into, so we were talking a little bit about you and your, your boyfriend and how fitness has really kind of developed your relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. let's kind of talk about that because I'm sure there are some people out there Ah. who are like, I really want to, you know, be fit, but it's something that I'm going to be doing by myself and my boyfriend or Mm -hmm. my girlfriend. Like, I don't feel like we're very connected and then they lose that motivation. Like what, how can fitness be a bridge to building that relationship? Right. Totally. Oh my gosh, this is good. So I've had a lot of clients in particular women that come to me and they're like, I'm going to do this. And you know, we, we start working in like, let's say six weeks they're working in and they're like, my freaking husband is still eating Cheetos on the couch and I just want to have them, you know, like (laughs) they've got a different lifestyle. So it's like two people that are married or dating and they live in the same house and two different lifestyles. And that's okay. You can never force someone to go where they're not willing to go yet. You know, maybe in the future they're trying to, but what you can do now, this is important is tell them why it's important that you want them on this journey with you. And you can use my three-step method that I wrote about in my book um, to help you get there. And I'll share that with you right now. So step one is asking for what you want. Step two is saying why it's important to you or how it makes you feel. And then step three is appreciating it. So most of the time, when this conversation comes up, um, you know, you hear a woman saying like, Hey babe, I'm going to be doing this program. You better support me. Don't make me eat any Cheetos or they'll say something like that. Or they'll, or they'll be like, are you going to stay fat forever while I'm working out? Like, you know, (laughs) right. (laughs) Right? And so there's like a little bit of guilt. So you have to think about your communication as the foundation of your relationship and that it's a vehicle of where your relationship is going is like your, your communication is where your relationship's going. And so instead using that three-step method, you can say, Hey love, I want to talk to you about something. It's now a good time. And you start talking and you're like, I realize that how we've been living is not sustainable. We've been eating crap. We've been eating food that is processed and ultimately doesn't make me feel good. And I know that there's a better way. I know I remember the times when I was treating my body better, how much energy I had, how much more in love I felt with myself, how much more motivated I was. And here's the thing. I don't want to do this alone. And I want to tell you why it's important for you to do this with me. How it would make me feel if you did this fitness journey with me is that you are as invested in my rela- in this relationship as I am. It would show me that the family that we're creating is a lifestyle. And we're showing our kids and our future generations that fitness is a lifestyle and it's important because this is how we show up for ourselves. This is what we're creating. So I don't want a family dynamic where I'm living one way, we're cooking separate. I really want to blend this together and make this fun for us. I want to, like my vision for us is that we're cooking together, we're looking up new recipes, we're going to the gym together, we're creating quality time out of fitness as a way to bond closer. I would really appreciate that if you would start this with me. What do you think? And so now in his head, he knows exactly how it would make her feel. And he's way more likely to join because now he's like, oh my God, 
I'm going to make her feel more loved if I am working on my fitness. And at the end of the day, your relationship, like your significant other just wants to give you more love. They just don't know how because we haven't expressed how certain things make us feel. Wow. That is incredible. I love that because for a lot of people, building that relationship is so we talk about communication a lot, but we don't think like, oh man, fitness can be a way for us to improve mm-hmm. our relationship. And this is just mm-hmm. a, a, a better way to do that. Um, so what if he or the the other person just kind of like yeah. totally declines? Like, <laughs> Is this something you tell your clients like, hey, you got to keep going. This isn't like, you don't just stop there, right? Like now you have to like mm-hmm. work on it with them slowly and surely so that they can get on the same playing mm-hmm. field as you or what's the plan? Yeah. Right? So that's a great question. And it's so different for each person, um, especially like based on their history, like the let's keep on with this um, example of the woman being the person who's taking on their fitness and the man being the person who has yet to be motivated for his fitness goals. You got to actually look into like, what is his roadblocks? Like maybe he Mm -hmm. had a really negative experience with fitness when he was in high school football, or maybe he's been struggling with alcoholism and um, binge eating. Maybe that's like coping for something even deeper. So I always like to say that fitness and nutrition is never about fitness and nutrition. It's about your life. And those are just tools and coping mechanisms on how you're living your life. So you got to see like where their mindset is around fitness and nutrition. So if there's a woman listening to this where they're like, I've been trying to ask my husband, I've said it in a loving way. He's just not on board. Continue to say like, okay, I hear you. I always agree with them. I understand that right now you're not wanting to work on your fitness, but I still want to learn a little bit more about you. Like, tell me about a time in your life when you grew up when fitness was a big part of your life. Yeah. Just get to know like where they're at now. And then finally asking the bigger question of like, well, why not now? Yeah. And most of the time when you ask all those deeper laying questions, they actually do want to, they're just afraid. Yeah. Awesome relationships building it it's fantastic it's so easy Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i love it so let's say i i I go and i talk with my wife and we decide that we want to get into fitness right like this is the goal how do i keep that motivation high is there value in me finding a mentor or like a fitness coach and and having them help me organize my life a little bit more or Mm -hmm. is it something that i can do just us um but is it less likely you know Totally. When you have a coach or a mentor in any area of your life, you're going to get to that place, but you're just going to get there faster if you have the right mentor. So a mentor is like, um, it's almost like going in the HOV lane of the highway. It's like, they're going to get you there a little faster because they know the route. They know where you're going. They know exactly where the roadblocks are, maybe where you got to take a few extra exits and move around some obstacles. But when it comes to doing something on your own, a lot of the times you're not being held accountable to this third person. And so you Mm -hmm. start to negotiate with yourself. Oh, well, it's the holidays. Well, my mom baked cookies and she normally doesn't bake cookies. And then you say, well, I had a cookie last weekend and now I'm out again. And here's a cookie. It's not really that different, you know, and you start to kind of creep up. That's the, the vicious cycle that people are on where they don't have clear boundaries of like what is acceptable and what isn't like, I even have my clients create like, boundaries around alcohol if that's something that they like to partake in like so maybe they're cutting back to like 
one to two drinks a week where they're feeling good in that decision, but they're really prioritizing when they're going to be having those drinks. Like, do they want to have both of those drinks the same night? Do they want to have it on a Saturday night? Do they want to make it special? Do they want to, you know, go out and have friends over? So many people are in the habit of like coming home, having a beer every single night after work. And then that turns into three beers. And then that turns into beer and TV. And they still haven't gone to the gym. And it's like this vicious cycle, right? So <laughs> you have to think about like, if you have something that you're using, um, let's say having a beer after work. I know someone here is listening to this and they're like, there's nothing wrong with having a beer after work. <laughs> they're like, come on. <laughs> yeah, right? But like, is there something that, the beer after work is providing you with like maybe it's just taking your shoes off and sitting on the couch and taking a few breaths. You know, maybe you can have a kombucha, maybe you can have a glass of cold water. Maybe you can pick an orange from the garden and have like a nice cold orange that's fresh and, you know, or make orange juice or just something like a little bit better for you that, you know, you're going to feel better the next day. You know that you're still going to have motivation and energy to work out because you don't want to drink a beer and then go to the gym. That just sounds like a horrible idea. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. So it's just about examining your habits, creating boundaries, knowing where you want to go, and then seeing where your current lifestyle already is and what's in the gap for you. So if you've been eating taquitos and drinking beers every night, there's a big gap for where you want to go if your goal is having a six pack and being able to run a marathon. Wow. You can run a marathon on that, but you know, <laughs> she's like, by idea. the way, I will say it's possible, it's but you possible. shouldn't do it. <laughs> you shouldn't do it. <laughs> yes. Never recommended. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Well, this is, this has been awesome. I think we've, we've learned a lot about how fitness can affect us and how we should view fitness. You know, it's something we should be viewed through with love, you know, loving mm-hmm. intentions. Um, because that's the real driving motivator. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Because so many people start their fitness routine or their fitness goals or even their lifestyle from a place of lack of like, I hate myself. So I have to do this. This is punishment. I'm on a diet. And it comes from this like scarce mentality where it's just negative. And because of that, they have a negative association in their head with fitness. But if they were to start from a place of love where it's like, I love myself so much that I'm worthy of this, I can have an abundance of food, I get to eat as often as I want and eat every color of the rainbow rather than taking away all of their favorite foods, then it's a whole different mindset going into it. And they're highly more successful to learn to love the lifestyle. And when you love what you do, you stick with it longer. Yeah. And we've talked about this before here on the podcast about how being fit, being healthy and prioritizing that in your life can help every other aspect of your life, right? We're not talking just about family, but we're even talking about work, business, Mm -hmm. school, sleep, all of these things, depression, anxiety, mental health, all of these things are affected by how you eat and how you treat your body. And I mean, just talking about that, makes me realize like, man, there's so many people out there in the world who suffer from depression and anxiety, right? That's like, that's the number one mental health problem that we see in America. And um, we're also one of the biggest countries in the world that doesn't eat very healthily, you know, like, and that's probably one of those reasons why actually there are studies about that. And so if you are, you quester, you guys listening out here right now to this podcast, I hope you guys have been able to learn a little bit more from Adrian, how you can love yourself more, become more fit so that you can deal with these things more easily 
because these things aren't going to fix all the problems, but they make life easier. They're building bridges to places for opportunity that you've never been to before. And so I, I get really excited about this too, because man, I really want to be in the fitness and I try and I try, but things like this, talking about things like this and learning about how to love yourself more motivates me already. I feel it ready. Right? You know, it's, it's incredible. Um, so I would invite you guys to go and visit, uh, Adrienne Rivera. She has a website. She has, um, social media. I'm sure you can follow. She has a book. Um, you guys, she, she's fantastic. Um, if you if you really want to make a step forward after listening to this podcast, you're like, what do I do next? This is the step in the right direction. Go check her out. Um, and in fact, you can tell us a little bit more about your book because I, I think you can get it on. It's an ebook right now. There's no paperback cover yet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So there's both. There's a paperback and there's an ebook that you can get on Amazon. So if someone here just loves having the book in their hand, definitely go to Amazon and type in fit through love, Adrian Rivera, and it'll come up. Um, but anyone who's listening to this episode, if you are like, I just want to read and implement quickly and get going in the right direction, I would love to send you a free copy of the ebook version uh, via email. And my email address is a D R I E N N E at A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E-R-I-V-E-R-A.com. And yeah, just email me and say, hey, listen to you on the podcast, send me your book. And I would love to do that. That's awesome. Questers, you heard it here first. She's willing to help you guys make these choices and commit to yourself, right? Because when, when you're doing these things, you're not, you're not committing to us for any reason, right? You're committing to yourself to help improve yourself for the longevity of your life. Um, so that's awesome. That's fantastic. I'll definitely be emailing you because I would like an ebook. Yeah, of <laughs> course. <laughs> I love reading those type of books. It's fantastic. Um, but what is there anything left that you would like to say? Any last minute, like this is, I want to tell this to the world to make a big difference. Well, what would you tell them? Mm-hmm. That truly living a successful life starts with love. When you can be the vibration and the energy of love in yourself, in your body, in every action that you take and ask yourself, I challenge you, ask yourself three times a day, pause and think like, am I being the vibration of love right now? When you're stuck in traffic, are you being love? Or are you being anger, fear, frustration? And if you can be love, you will attract more love. And the life that someone who is love attracts is loving relationships, a healthy relationship with food, loving your body, showing up for yourself consistently. And it all starts from loving yourself from within. So my last, my last words are find self-love, do the work. We'd love to connect with you guys on Instagram as well at fit through love and send me a message there as well. Let me know what you learned on the podcast. And that's about all I've got for you guys. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Adrienne. You have been awesome. This has been an incredible podcast. We've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Um, again, guys, go check her out. Thank you again, Adrian. You've been awesome. And we'll see you all later. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast today. It was really a great one. I learned so much and I'm, I've never been the best at being healthy. I'm, I know that I weigh more than I should, and I really need to focus on that because like she said in the interview, it really is important because it's your life. I mean, you want to be around for those that you love. And so I'm definitely going to gonna work on that and try to be better at being fit and healthy. 
Real quick, I wanted to announce the winner of our $20 Amazon gift card giveaway. The winner was Lisa Baglia. Thank you so much to everyone that submitted a response. We, we were really excited to see those emails come in and see all the things you were doing to help support us. So congratulations to Lisa. We're going to be sending her that Amazon gift card. Also, if you would like to continue to support the show, go to mysuccessquest.com slash support to learn about all the different ways you can support us. Many of them are free. For example, you can leave a review on the show, or you can send us an audio comment or some sort of feedback so that we can include it in the show. And others do cost a little bit of money. For example, you can purchase SuccessQuest merchandise, or you can give a monetary donation to help us continue to make this show. No matter what way you want to support us, we appreciate it and we thank you. So thank you so much for listening and have a successful day. 